Microbiology. What is it, and what does microbiology have to do with you? This field of study is a key part of our world, from human and animal medicine to understanding the environment. On this show, Minerva Garcia, a practicing microbiologist, swings open the door to her lab to welcome you into this intriguing world. Now, let's meet Minerva, the microbiologist. Welcome all to my radio podcast, Who Am I? My name is Minerva A. Garcia, also known as Minerva A. Frias Garcia. I'm currently the Social Director, Microbiology at Jacoby Medical Center at New York City Health and Hospital Corporation in New York City. I am a New York State Licensed Clinical Laboratory Technologist Microbiologist with a Master's Degree in Medical Microbiology from Long Island University, Brooklyn, with a focus on molecular microbiology. I have 36 years experience, published scientists in respectable journals, keynote guest speaker at international symposium conventions, published poet, poems published and read at major radio stations, won various contests on poetry. Most of all, I'm a very proud mom to my son, James, and a happy wife married to Jose Garcia, the love of my life, for 35 years. I credit him for discovering my skills and poetry. I'm also a very happy microbiologist with a micro life with the microbes loving at work. The views and opinions expressed in this radio broadcast are solely my own and guests and not of any institutions or corporations. So let's get started. In today's podcast, I'll be talking about what is microbiology and how does it relate to current events. Well, I would like to start with an emphasis that April, the third week of April, is Laboratory Professional Week, known as Lab Week where we honor, celebrate our lab professionals. They are unsung silent heroes. They are all, they really all are. Where 70% of diagnostic tests are performed by lab technologists as physicians view and review results, making decisions based on the lab results. These lab results are critical to the treatment and benefits of patient's outcome. The month of April is also Poetry Month. Well, you may ask, what does all this mean? What does this intertwine? Well, it's interesting because our DNA is a double helix, like a spiral staircase. Now, it's my job as a poet to bring to you two worlds, microbiology and poetry, both being my passions. Well, I would like to start by reciting to you later on a poem that I wrote entitled The Microbiology Lab written on Thursday, January 2nd, 2003. Why, may I ask, I'm discussing this? Well, as I started my profession, I was working at Beth Israel Medical Center in New York as a clinical laboratory microbiologist, technologist, where one of my hobbies were collecting unusual bacteria from samples, patient samples, which I may say, I have been intrigued by different behavioral patterns and susceptibilities of multidrug resistance organism, which are MDROS. I made it my business to collect bacteria that were unusual with resistant genes, which were designated as SVS, small variant strains. I performed studies in the studies called ICARED, 
collecting these variants and recognized these variant strains in unusual organisms, Klebsiella, pneumoniae, E. coli, etc. Due to my curiosity and passion for microbiology, my new director of microbiology, Dr. Mary Molto, who assigned me research studies, asked me if I had this unusual strain of E. coli from a urine culture. My response was, well, if this is an unusual organism, I can bet you I have it. I moved quickly, just like a New York City Marathon runner that I am. I was successful, retrieved my research list of bacteria. Well, however, when my mentor served this bacterium, which I preserved onto an argus plant, trying to recover it seemed like a lost cost. But knowingly that I possess that persistence and perseverance and resistance like a bacteria, I instructed my boss, I know I can bring it to life. This saga was almost dry and shriveled. My persistence endured and these bacteria was brought back to life. And this poem arose from this incident and this experience. The poem I was about to read to you is entitled In the Microbiology Lab, which I'd like to recite for all of you today. I hope you'll like it. In the Microbiology Lab. I am standing very still, no noise here, but I began to cry at the sounds of the microbes I thought I'd heard. Melting fast, not wanted to die. I experienced the death of E. coli, shrinking, unpigmented, and so and so its colors just went by. Now I state, awake from your silly sleep, O E. coli, today is not your day. Too much pain you cause, but today I shall bring you to life. Come, awake from the dead, O E. coli. This is indeed an old experiment. Today, once again, I shall bring you to life. Well, let's get into it. Let's start right now. What is microbiology? Microbiology, well, it's a field of studies where we can study of all living organisms that are too, 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 too small to be visible with our naked eye. It includes bacteria, arcadia, viruses, fungi, prions, protozoa, and algae, known all of them as microbes. It's the world of microbes. Key basic terms to keep in mind are, what is a normal flora? What is a pathogen? Well, I'd like to tell the difference between both of them. A normal flora is okay for you to have and think of it as a friendly bug that protects you, like your mom. Your mom is a protector. You don't want to live without your mom. What is a pathogen? Well, a pathogen is the opposite. It's a bacteria that causes diseases. They're very bad for you. They're really like your worst enemy to have. Think of it like your bad friend you don't want on your skin or next to your kin. Well, another discussion will be to move forward to bacteria versus viruses. Let us ask, what is a bacteria? Well, we all know they've been around longer than us. They are living creatures crawling on this blue earth. They've been here more than 3.5 to 3.8 billion years. We must all bow and thank to bacteria for beings in our presence. Without them, we none of us would be here. 
bacteria are tiny, 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 etc. Minute, invisible, microscopic, invisible, unique creatures to the knowns. Can only be seen and known through the trained eye of a microbiologist. Trained. Seen through the naked eyes of a microscope. They can't hide from us because we are trained microbiologists. No, get away from us because we come in as a highly skilled microbiologist. But to a microbe, they like to hide. To be an efficient trained eye, we need skills so they can hide from us. We come in to unhide this unknown in order to identify, perform susceptibilities where MD gets the result from the lab, as now physicians can treat their patients as lives are saved, and as you all know, life being the most sacred of all things. Well, what are bacteria? Bacteria are biological cells. They are prokaryotic microorganisms, meaning they are unicellular organisms lacking nucleus membrane. They divide a few micrometers in length. Example, bacteria multiplied by binary fusion, meaning one bacteria will make another bacteria of itself. They are asexual reproduction, opposite from us. We are sexual. Bacteria are known as unicellular, one cell. As human, we are eukaryotes or eukaryotes. Cellular reproduction with multicellular units with nuclear membrane. Many cells we all have as human beings. Bacteria have numerous shapes, ranging from spheres to rods, spirals, coxide meaning rod, diplococci meaning they pairs, clusters, chains, almost like a chain you wear in your neck. Think about that kind of chain in, in mythology like. They stain in red, purple, blue, and or green barrel, meaning they stain both red and blue. They're also pleomorphic in shape. They have various, various shapes. Bacteria among the first life forms to appear on Earth. Interesting. Present in most of its habitats. Bacteria are human, in our human bodies inhabit soil, water, acidic hot springs, radioactive waste, the deep biosphere of the Earth crust, and frozen environments and lakes. They strive in temperatures of aerobic, anaerobic, microrophilic, and extreme conditions, and so on. They are known as adaptable creatures, the most adaptable creatures on this earth. They change their behaviors in order to survive and strive to accomplish their goals. May you ask, what is their goals? Their goal, like any pathogens, is to kill and destroy human tissue. It's what they love to do. That's why we hate them so much. Bacteria in the blood, as known as sepsis, can be lethal, fatal when not treated efficiently and timely. Therefore, this is one of the most critical in microbiology, sepsis in the blood. Also, a CSF. That means bacteria in the spinal fluid of a patient. Bacteria also live in symbiotic and parasitic relationship with plants and animals. 
Many bacteria have been characterized, and only about 27% of the bacterial phylum has species that can be grown in the labs, making it a challenge. The study of bacteria is known as bacteriology, a branch of microbiology. It involves molecular microbiology, cellular microbiology, immunology, parasitology, mycology, virology, and infectious diseases, where specialized physicians are trained in this field that works very closely with the microbiology department in order to treat infectious diseases. Now we may ask, what really is a virus? Well, let's start again with the blood. Viremia is a medical term for viruses present in the bloodstream. So when a person has a, a, a viruses, they have viremia. A virus genetic material are inside called a protein coating. Viruses depend on a living host, like a human or animal for survival. They survive by invading cells and using those cells to multiply and produce other viruses. For example, the body defends itself by reacting and responding and having fever. So at that point, you have a high temperature and you're not feeling well. So you go to the emergency room, the doctor sends a specimen to the laboratory via CSF or blood culture, the microbiologist performs a gram stain, which reveals a gram-positive coxine clusters, gram-negative diplococcide, etc. If it's a gram-negative diplococcide in a blood culture CSF, and we do characteristic biochemicals revealing nonacerium meningitis, which is a very important pathogen and lethal, the lab sends report to the MD, where the diagnosis reveals treatments and starts patient recoveries, and the patient actually survives a success story. Unfortunately, not all patients end up in a success story, but our goal as a microbiologist is to make sure that all our stories and all our patients turn into a success. Viremia viruses, vector bacteriophage, are invaders. Let's emphasize, they grow and reproduce in the host cell, meaning they need a body to attack, invading and destructing. They cause detrimental effect on the body and all tissues. You can see viruses under an electron microscope, unlike a bacteria, which you can see through a naked microscope. How does a virus attack? Via a cytotoxic cells, virus affects a person, a host, by invading the cells of its host to survive and strive and reproduce by making more of itself by its RNA. What is RNA? RNA is ribonucleic acid, the genetic material of a virus. Once inside the cells of the immune system, the body cannot see, detect, or recognize the virus, and therefore do not know that the whole cell is infected. The virus is an invader a host cell. It causes a war with your body. Now let's call into COVID. What are we doing now? We're leading through uh, enormous history through the 
COVID pandemic. What a crisis we've been experiencing this year. In 2019 ending and 2020 now, 2021. Well, let's hope this vaccine helps all of us. Let's start. What is COVID? It's an airborne. SARS CoV-2, also tuberculosis, are also airborne. What does all mean? For example, streptococcus diseases, diphtheria, like cornibacterium diphtheriae, pertussis, bordetella pertussis, meningococcal infection, like meningococcal meningitis, homophilus influenza infections, tuberculosis, pneumococcal pneumonia, primary typical pneumonia, Legionella. Like Legionella pneumophilia, it is believed the airborne are transmitted via primarily via respiratory droplets. Our disease is spread by tiny, tiny, tiny pathogens in the air, which are not visible. No one could see it. These can be bacteria, fungi, or viruses, but they are all transmitted through airborne contacts. I like to discuss. PEP and the lab workers. The lab workers are one of the most qualified health professionals to handle any known or unknown pathogens in the laboratory. They all must wear PEP. What is PPE? PPE are personal protection equipment, gloves, masks, gowns, and etc. It's extremely important that we all wear. PPE in order to protect ourselves, our coworkers, and our own families when we get home. We want to make sure that we all stay healthy and safe. So this is very, very crucial and important to our professions and to our well-being. It is important hand washing, lathering with soap and water for 20 to 30 seconds. I like to ask, how does germ spray? Well, let's start by hand washing. Hand washings can keep you healthy and prevent you from spreading any infections. For example, from person to person, germs can spread from people or surfaces when you touch eyes, nose, mouth with unwashed hands. Do not touch your face with contaminated hands full of unwanted germs. You do not want those on friends. Keep away from them. They're not safe. Do not eat with your dirty hands. Do not kiss, handshake, or share your germs. Instead, be vigilant. Stand up for germ-free, decontaminated environment. Follow the rules I'm recommending. If you are sterile, you cannot reproduce. Same concept for bacteria. Let's leave these microbes naked. Since you are clean, they will not dirty you. Since bacterial viruses, we all know our germs. You can see them. You cannot feel them. Only when you're very, very ill to the stage that has advanced. So be careful. Don't eat them. It's bad for you. Just eat your food. Oh my God, that is so gross. But in reality, it's like eating a bacteria. Oh my God, is that food? Why eat? Therefore, wash your hands. If you do not use a septic technique by washing and decontamination of the surfaces, these bugs will crawl on your skin and under your skin. So think again next time. You do not want this bug 
on your friends or next to your king? Well, info. Every human being has ten times more microbes than human cells. Bacteria divide every twenty minutes, making more of itself, reproducing, cloning, making more of itself, trying to become famous in their own microbial world. There will be forty-eight generations in twenty-four hours, meaning they multiply forty-eight times. Prepare or eat food and drinks with unwashed clothes—it's a no. Touch contaminated surface or objects—it's a no. Blow your nose, cough or sneeze into your hands and then touch other people's hands or common places—it's surely a no. To prevent the spread of germs during the COVID-19 epidemic, you better wash your hands. Keep hands away from your eyes and mouth. Decontaminate surfaces. All this is a yes. Hand washing, soap and water for twenty seconds for lathering with your hands. Why? It shuts and flushes bacteria and flushes off your off your skin. This is also a yes. Why soap? Soap is termed for a salt of a fatty acid or variety of cleansing and lubricating products produced from such substance. Household use. For soaps, include washing, bathing, and other types of housekeeping products. Where soap acts as a surfactants, emulsifying oils to enable them to be carried away by water. In many industries, use a thinners components of some lubricants and precursors to catalysts. Info: As we wrap this podcast now, we have seen enormous decrease of respiratory infection through these twenty. 21 winter seasons, due to the protection of wearing mask. Therefore, what have we learned? We have learned the importance. What are these pathogens? How powerful these pathogens are? How vulnerable we as society are? Are we prepared for the next pandemic? Yes, we are, because we as human have learned. How powerful these pathogens are, how vulnerable we are, and how important and how intellect the human mind and through science we can accomplish anything. We have successful vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna, and future vaccines hopefully in the future. Our goal is to vaccinate as many people as possible, so through immunity we can decrease. The viral transmission, and also prevent the variant strains from multiplying, so we can no longer be vulnerable. This is a war that we can all fight, but we must all join together and be vigilant. Thank you all. This is Minerva A. Garcia, your microbiologist. Thank you all for listening and tune in for next time.